This is the Ed Milet Show. Welcome back. So good to have you with me here today, and I'm honored to spend this brief time with you. I think I have something important to ask you about and for us to visit about today. So let's get right into it. What are your fears costing you? I think it's time to evaluate that. Like you and I right now, what are your fears costing you? You know, we have these weights that weigh us down in our lives, these burdens, these fears that we have. Have you ever stopped to think about what it's actually costing you to have these anchors and these weights wearing you down, these fears? You know, people ask me all the time, Ed, is making your dreams come true, the work you put in, the sacrifices you made, the people that let you down, all the dark times in your life, all the times you went broke, both financially and emotionally, is it worth it? It's a very interesting question because they always phrase it that way. Is it worth it? Yet in our lives, we spend most of our times evaluating and contemplating what it's going to cost us. So let me say something to you up front. The price you will pay to become the person you're worthy of, the price you will pay to become the real you, the price you will pay to make your dreams come true and your vision a reality, and the people around you blissful and happy, that price, and there's a severe price, is infinitely smaller than the price you're going to pay if you don't, and that others around you will pay. You know, I don't think God gave you another day in your life because you needed it. I think he added another day to your life because somebody needed you. But here's the thing. They need the real you, the authentic you, the one who's playing all out in their life and pursuing their dreams. I can tell you the answer to that question is as good as you think it'll be to make your dreams come true and dreams that you can't even imagine right now, visions of your life, but maybe even more importantly, as good as you think it would feel to meet the real you, the one you were born to be. And remember this, you were born to do something great with your life, but to finally get introduced or reacquainted or reintroduced to that person. Maybe you years ago knew them very well, that version of you, but things have happened. These anchors, these fears, these toxic relationships, whatever they might be, these disappointments in our life. We've moved so far away from that person that we're capable of becoming that we don't even recognize them anymore. As good as you think it'll be to meet that person for the first time or once again, it's a million times better. Now, here's the hook. You have to start thinking like a rich person. And I don't mean just financially. I mean rich in spirit, rich in emotions, rich in relationships. And for many of you, including me, we want to be rich financially. People ask me all the time, Ed, why do you put out all this free content? I mean, you put out the best content in the world. Everybody else charges for inferior content. You put out the best stuff. And I appreciate when people say that. And you don't really charge for it. I mean, this is free. I do that because I believe in the law of reciprocity. I also want to make the world better. And I believe I put out enough good stuff. If someday I ask you to come to an event or participate in something, you probably want to come. But I want to pour into you because I don't think God gave me another day because I needed it. I think he gave me another day because people need me and they need you. And you need to remember, you were born to do something great with your life, my brother, my sister. You were. And I want to remind you of that today. But I think it's time to evaluate, what are my fears, my patterns, a toxic person in a relationship that I'm in with right now that's weighing me down? What's it ultimately costing me? Because it's just your life. That's all we're talking about. It's just you, just your life. And by the way, you're not getting out of it alive. You are not getting out of this alive. So all these things that are weighing you down are truly silly because at the end, we all end up in the same situation where our body eventually ceases to exist and hopefully our soul goes to heaven. But in your case, 
you got to stop thinking like a poor person. And I, I'm talking to me as much as I am you. Let me tell you what I mean by poor, poor in spirit, poor in emotion and poor financially. See, when I was broke financially, when I would go into a store and I wanted something, I wouldn't get what I wanted. I would get what I could afford. Sound familiar? So I was a guy who would flip price tags over. Oh, it's this, it's this. And I would evaluate what it would cost me, not what it was worth. And so oftentimes in life, people ask me, Ed, was it worth it? But in their life, they spend most of the time contemplating the cost. It's going to cost me this. It's going to cost me that. You know, maybe I want to become the person I would go to. It'll cost me losing this person in my life. It'll cost me time. It'll cost me my hobby that I like spending so much time in. It'll cost me pain and emotion and whatever. It'll cost me, I'd have to let go of my fears. I have to let go of my patterns. And these invisible things that weigh us down in our life, they kill us. And so there's a lot of walking dead in the world. There's this old saying that they say it about men, but it's people. Most people die 75 or 80 years old, but they really stopped living at 21 or 22 or 23 years old. We just don't put them into the ground until they're older. Too many people are walking around like this, and maybe you relate to it. Maybe you relate to a percentage of it. These fears, these relationships, these things we worry about, these invisible boogeymen, what are people going to be thinking about me? Do you want to get to the end of your life? And if someone asks you, honestly, how did you live your life? Do you want to answer truthfully, scared? I lived afraid, afraid I wasn't good enough, afraid I wasn't worth it, afraid of what other people would think about me, afraid to lose people around me that didn't even love me or care about me or want me to be my best. I lived my life afraid. Or at the end, you want to say, man, I maxed out my life. I got all the emotions, all the memories, all the achievements. All the richness in every area out of my life, I maxed out my life. Well, I can tell you this, if you hold on to these anchors much longer, it's going to keep costing you. And the longer you do it, see, even these things, sometimes what holds us back is our feeling bad about things we've done in the past that we're not proud of. And we use these memories as weapons against ourselves. We stab ourselves with it over and over. Or someone who's cheated on us or made a mistake, we, we use them as weapons against ourselves. And it, that's what you need to be asking yourself, whether it's worth it. Is it worth it to make your dreams come true? Is it worth it to change? Is it worth it to grow? You bet it is a million times better because when you make your original dreams come true, you don't understand the ripple effects of all these other things you can't even think about right now that happen. When you meet the real you, it's spectacular. You have to remember this. You can't love yourself, everyone here, man and woman, macho man and every single buddy listen to this, okay? You can't love yourself if you don't even know yourself. And you can't know yourself if you're not truly being yourself. And these anchors cause us not to be us. I'm personally haunted with the thought of getting to the end of my life and never meeting me. Never getting introduced to me. I want to meet that man. I'm interested in who he is. And I want to do the things every single day. Because once I got wealthy and I was rich and I went into a store, I didn't look at price tags anymore. I looked at whether it was worth it, and I got what I wanted. And our lives are a perfect metaphor of that. We're constantly evaluating the cost instead of whether or not it's worth it. Cost versus worth is a subtle difference. Is it worth it to change? Is it worth it to let go of these memories? Is it worth it to drop your fears? You will never meet you otherwise. Some of us are held back by crappy programming our parents installed in us when we were young. Remember this, most things in life are caught, not taught. We catch a way of thinking. We catch a way of having emotions. And we have to ungo. We have to un unleash ourselves and let go of those things 
in our life. So what's the thing for you? What's the thing? Is it a person you need to let go of? Is it a fear you need to let go of? Is it an operating pattern? Is it a memory as a weapon you're using against yourself? Is it just you're just not sure? You got to remember who the hell you are. And if you've never met them, you need to get introduced and you need to get acquainted. Because I could tell you of all the jets and islands and cool stuff I've accumulated in my life, all the accumulations are wonderful. And I want you to accumulate the things you want that'll provide memories for your family if they matter to you. The donations you can make, the people you can be there for, all the different things you can do when you get financially secure. All those things are incredible. But they don't bring us fulfillment. They can bring us temporary happiness and there's nothing wrong with temporary happiness, but fulfillment, all of that stuff doesn't add up to meeting you. Finally meeting you. At some point in your life, don't you want to meet you? or get reacquainted because you once knew her, there was a time in your life where you knew her or him. You'll never meet them otherwise. And so I have to tell you something. You have to start. You have to start to make a bold move in your life because you're worth it. Your family's worth it. And the world needs you. You were born for a reason. You were born to do something great in small ways and in big ways in your life. And oftentimes in our lives, what hold us back sometimes is the stories we tell ourselves. See, it's not the events of our lives, circumstances that define us. It's the meaning we take away from those events. And those meanings create an emotion. And that emotion drives our behavior, that emotion of fear, that emotion of anxiety, that emotion of sadness. Or it could be an emotion of bliss, of confidence, of increase, of belief, of being guided of being protected. But you have to ask yourself that question. See, it's not the event. It's the stories we tell ourselves. And listen to me. A, an emotion cannot exist long-term without a story attached to it. You've had a lot of things happen in your life that were emotional, but the story didn't stick or you didn't take away the wrong meaning. And so that emotion doesn't stay. If you're feeling one of those emotions, it's attached to a story. It's a story you're telling yourself. The emotion can't stay without the story. And the story is just the meaning you took from the event. It's just a meaning you took from an event. So sometimes the story you're telling yourself is, I don't want to be alone, so I'm hanging on to this person that still weighs me down. Or where I'm at is good enough because I don't want to risk what I've got, and that's a story. Or I've made this mistake before, or someone hurt me, and what it meant was X, Y, Z, and you have a feeling about it. These anchors are actually lies we tell ourselves that are anchored in a story that doesn't serve us, that causes an emotion that sticks. So if we change the story, either we take a different meaning from an event and say, could it have meant this? See, when I was a young man with my dad's drinking, I thought this means our family's less than and we're dysfunctional and all these things I attach to the, to the, the meaning I attach to that story that was happening. And then at one point I realized, no, what was actually happening was God was using that to teach me how to learn to be present with people and read people and be empathetic with people and believe in people. And that God was using that story for me. When my baseball career ended, I, I was injured. It probably ended a career that would have ended anyway, quite frankly, but I was a pretty good player. And when I got injured, I remember thinking, man, this is my only dream in my entire life, right? God doesn't answer prayers, right? This was my prayer to do this right? It, the meaning of this is I just was never good enough. The meaning from it was, it just wasn't meant to be. I wasn't meant to be somebody. I wasn't meant to do something great with my life. And I attached all these meanings to what was a pretty traumatic event. But I could have attached the meaning of that time that God's got something bigger in store for me. 
that there's something bigger and bolder for me. And that Ed Milet, I thought I was, was not going to be a baseball player, but the Ed Milet I thought I was could be this other person who contributes to millions of people's lives. So once I attached a meaning to it, that what God really did was I probably would have played three or four or five more years and then been released and then been in my mid to late twenties. And maybe I wouldn't have taken advantage of a lot of the opportunities that came along. So that career ended right when it was supposed to, so that I could start to redirect my life in a direction. And from there, I got a job at an orphanage and that orphanage changed my life because of that orphanage. I met these young boys that looked just like me. These boys were all wards of the court. They were taken from their families or their families were incarcerated or dead and had molested them at some point in their life. And so baseball ended. I'm finding myself making $6 an hour at an orphanage. And I'm thinking, God, you took multi-million dollars playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people a year, 50,000 people a night from me to be with eight children in a cottage making six bucks an hour. And that's exactly what he was doing because what I needed to be was I needed to be connected with people. I needed to love people. And what's even crazier about it is the way I connected with those boys is they had grown up with all this pain and suffering and dysfunction in their homes. And that's what I grew up with in a different way with my father being an alcoholic when I was young. My career had to end that exact day it ended so that I would end up in that exact house with those exact boys and they could have someone who understood them, who could see them and knew who they really were because I was just like them. I recently said to Jesse Lee on my podcast, I said, all people that go through any pain in their life, especially when they're young, we have different eyes. We just have different eyes. Our eyes just say, please love me. Please protect me. Please be good to me. Please be kind. Please be gentle. Please believe in me. We have these different eyes. And I remember when I walked in there, they had my eyes, not the same color eyes. My boys were of every ethnicity, every background. We had those eyes. And when I meet someone who's gone through pain in their life, I see those eyes. But I found out something. We don't just have the same eyes. We actually have the same heart. We have the same heart. And every single human being has that heart. It's whether or not they'll unleash it, unleash the real them, release the real them, or will they continue in their life to suppress the real them and settle for this less than version of them because they've created a bunch of stories and a bunch of fears and a bunch of relationships in their life that they hide in these stories, they hide in these emotions, and they never unleash the real them. I figured this out. All I've ever wanted to do is change how I feel. I didn't like how I felt. I wanted to change how I feel so I would accumulate and achieve and do things to change how I feel in my life. And as I've gotten older, I've realized if I can change how I feel, I can get all those things the easy way. And that's what I've started to do in my life, maybe from 40 to right now, 52 years old. So I want to challenge you today. Evaluate this thought. Evaluate. What are your fears costing you? What are these anchors costing you? I want you to really pray about it. Really think about it. If you're on a walk right now, you're driving in your car, just what's it costing me? And what would my life look like potentially? And by the way, you don't even really know, just so you know, it's going to be so much bigger, so much more beautiful, so many small things that are going to happen along the way of you meeting you. And by the way, what's great is you continue to meet new versions of you. See, when you start to live your life without all these fears, without all these people anchoring you down with all these patterns and stories, What's great about it is there's a new you that shows up every couple of years. And there's this new version of you, an improved version of you every year. One of the things I'm excited about is to meet the 55-year-old me. Because I didn't die at 21 or 22 like most people. 
getting around to bury me at 85 or 90. No, 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 no. I'm reborn all the time. I can't wait to meet the 55-year-old me. I'm chasing that guy. And when I get there, I can't wait to meet the 60-year-old me. But the 25-year-old me was nothing like the 30-year-old me. I mean, a similar character, but different life, different contribution, different thoughts. Too many people are exactly the same person they were two or three years ago. And that's what it's really costing you, isn't it? And the reason you're not happy or as happy as you could be is you know this isn't you. You know this isn't you. You know there's more in you. Deep down in your heart and your soul and your spirit, the reason you're not happy isn't these other people, isn't your boss, isn't your job, isn't your body, isn't your lack of money, isn't any of it. It's that you know this really isn't you. You know this really isn't you. And it's time you meet him. It's time you meet her. It's time at least you get reacquainted if you once knew them. I want to challenge you to do that today. I want to challenge you to step out and drop whatever that anchor is or multiple anchors or these weapons you're using, these mistakes you've made, these choices that you regret, blah, blah, blah. Stop it. That's not who you are. Your destiny is now. It's in the future. It's moving forward. And there's something great waiting for you. And is the price worth it? Absolutely. Is the cost worth it? A thousand percent. Because eventually you start getting what you want, not just what you can afford in your life. And here's the truth. You can't afford to get to the end of this life without meeting you. Because only then will you love you. When you're being you, you can meet you. And when you meet you, you can truly love you. It's time for you to step up. Remember, once again, I'm going to tell you, he didn't add another day for you because you needed it. He added another day because some other person and the world needs the real you. All right. God bless you, everybody. If you want more of this stuff, please share it. Um, you can go to uh, my friend, Brendan Bouchard is a great app that I've been using lately. Lately, It's his, it's called growthday.com. You can go forward slash ed growthday.com forward slash ed. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. Make sure you pick up my book, the power of one more. If you're watching YouTube, it's behind me there. If you're on audio, go get it and just stay connected with me everywhere you can and share this please with people that you love and you care about. God bless you, everybody. Let's go meet the real you. This is the Ed Milet show.